Hey guys, Jimmy here. I've got an amazing episode for you guys um, with my friend Jake. So I was chatting to Jake last week. Um, we're just talking about a, a few business things that he wants to do in the future. Um, and I felt absolutely compelled to get him on for an episode with you guys. I think he does so many things um, within the fitness industry really, really well, especially in the online space, which is a little bit tougher. Everyone, Jake, everyone thinks it's going to be easier and this like amazing lifestyle and things like that. Uh, but obviously the marketing and sales side is usually, you know, a thorn in, in someone's side pretty quickly. But mate, for the guys who who don't know you, I guess, why did you initially decide to start an online online fitness business? Um, yeah, thanks, Jimmy. So, uh, I mean, initially I, you know, I wanted to go online. I was just a, a standard PT in a gym um, in Brisbane CBD working for about four years uh, in the gym. And like I was very successful. I was probably one of the, if not like the busiest trainer in that gym there for the majority of the time um and you know it was it was great but i i just always love traveling like i've definitely got the travel bug um and so i always you know i kind of heard about and we're talking like three years ago three and a half years ago like when you hear about online pts and stuff i don't think it was as as well known or as commonly accepted as it is today um but yeah you, you hear about people going online and stuff like that and but that would be really cool to, to be able to take my business online because it would just give me the freedom to be able to actually, you know, live abroad, work, uh, generate an income regardless of where I was. So I always had that dream of kind of being like a digital nomad or, you know, just having the <laughs> ability to, to travel and work. That, that was really the main reason why. Yeah. And mate, I think um, a lot of people get drawn to having a, an online fitness business um, because of that reason. I know a lot of you know, um, fitness business owners or personal trainers, man. I remember those mornings, like getting up at 4.30, um, you know, smashing sessions, people no-show, all those kind of things. Um, it's a very, very tough industry owning a gym or especially being a, a PT in a in a commercial gym. And um, I guess you've lived that now. You're you're based in Columbia at the moment, um, so a lot different to, to Brisbane CBD. And I know that you 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 have tra you have traveled a little bit. So has it? I guess has the online business helped you have a little bit more freedom within your life? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, well, I've actually been I haven't been back to Australia since September last year. So <laughs> it's it's fifteen months now, around about that I've been just like living in. You know, like I'm normally like one month in each place. I've been, I was in Europe, then I was in Mexico, I was back in Europe, now I'm in South America. Um, so yeah, I would say that the online business has definitely allowed me to do that. Um, you know, I do spend a, a, a fair bit of money on traveling, but I've also been able to keep the business running, you know, continuously uh, onboard new clients, help more people, get great results, great testimonials. I've even got a small team um, that helped me out as well, like with some virtual assistants and stuff. But yeah, it's it's. I've pretty much made that dream come true. What I always used to nag to all my clients back in the gym, what I, I always used to say what I just wanted to do. I, I, it's all I would ever talk about, um, and and I've actually been living it for the last fifteen months, which is which is pretty cool. So, mate, amazing. It's um, I I haven't talked about this too much, but when I I sold my three gyms, mate, one of the the big reasons was because I was tied to the northern beaches really heavily. Um, where even though I wasn't, you know, working a ton in the gyms, when you have business partners, you kind of have to be around and things like that. 
Um, so I actually started a different online business, but for, you know, many reasons and just being able to like fly to Dubai or Bali, um, you know, really quickly and still work um, somewhat is um, is a really incredible feeling that I hope a lot of people um, who start online businesses get to feel at, at some stage in your life. But initially, you've kind of got to have a successful online business to do that. And you've had a, a really, a, a really amazing story where you're pricing your program at like seven to eight hundred dollars for twelve weeks, and you've increased it up. Um, do you want to talk to us about um, kind of charging what you're worth and how you gradually in, increase that up, which I'm sure has done wonders to your profit margins? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, I also just want to touch on, like, I mean, you know, obviously, being able to travel is is was the main reason why I wanted to do the online stuff, but also being able to help more people um, and make more money because the the ceiling is a lot higher when you go online. Like if you're an in-person trainer or whatever, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many hours that you can actually run PT sessions. But if you're doing, yeah. if you've got like an online program, you can actually onboard a lot more people and, and you can manage your time better. So you can help more people as well. And you can make more money. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not rocking up when it's still dark at 5am in the gym and leaving, <laughs> le leaving when it's dark as well, you know? So, um, that's good about that. And like, yeah, the online business, you know, it was operating for about a year and a half before I left Australia. That was also partially because we were all locked in Australia at that point in time as well. Um, but yeah, I had put the, the foundations and the groundwork into that. And it was already running and you know doing quite well, and then then I went off on this this big adventure and just main, maintained and continued to grow, sort of thing. Um, so with with the price stuff, yeah, like uh, basically just you know we were talking before about what what I price my programs at. I mean, at the moment I'm charging fifteen hundred Australian dollars for a twelve week program. Uh, that's a paid in full, or if they want to do it on a plan, it's eighteen hundred, so it's six hundred a month. However, you know, when I first started, I was charging like $59, $69 a week. So probably around that seven, $800 mark for a 12-week program. Um, and, you know, just gradually over time, every every sort of month or two, I would just bump an extra couple of hundred dollars onto that price. Um, I guess just because I was, you know, I was confident in what we could do, the results that we could achieve. Uh, and, you know, I'm a big believer in you should charge charge what you're worth. So just incrementally, I've increased it. And now I'm charging double what I was when, when I first started. Amazing. One of the things I do like most about you is we had a chat about six months ago where you were talking about the portal and the education that your members get on, you know, a few different tiers and things like that. Um, so I've only seen a little glimpse of the back end of your business, but I've been very, very impressed with the resources that people would get um, when that when they're starting to um, do some type of training with you. And with that, like at, with the increasing price, did you make any adjustments to the program, or were you just like it's the same program? It's just now valued at more because of the results and the confidence that you did have. It's pretty much it, it's it's the same program actually, like completely the same, um, <laughs> but just yeah, like. If, if anything, it's really important to make sure that you stay switched on and and make sure that your you know the the quality of your service doesn't go down. Um, yeah. Yeah. As as you get busier and everything, so like yeah, it was the same product, but I I was charging more. Uh, but just trying to make sure that I was always maintaining that level of service and and trying to go mm -hmm. that extra mile 
where possible. Mate, I really love that you say that because, you know, probably in reality, you know, at the start, you were underpricing your service, but, you know, it was where you're at with your, you know, confidence and and things like that. Um, Where a lot of people, when they increase prices, they dramatically add crazy stuff to their program with like a lot of accountability and all these, you know, different bits and pieces um, where if you go too crazy on that, you actually make it less profitable. Um, so quite often, if you are undercharging, you can just simply charge more for the same service, um, knowing that it's like valued it a little bit more. And my friends, with the marketing side of things, um, so so many online coaches struggle to to generate leads. Um, you do a lot of really cool stuff in terms of your paid ads and a little bit of organic. I guess what's probably the the best ways that you have generated leads to be able to grow this business where you can help a ton of people and travel around the world? I mean, tied in with with the last thing that we we're just talking about, like um, getting social proof and getting quality testimonials and stuff is super, super important. So like, you know, to any coaches that are watching this, like if you're not already asking your clients for, you know, testimonials on a regular basis, like definitely do that because... Um, like I said, I was selling the same thing for twice as much, but I had, you know, a hundred plus videos of people like interviews, testimonials, written reviews. I had so much social proof. So like, you know, I could kind of back it up with, with what I was doing as well. So that's, that's also part and parcel with increasing your price. And that also does uh, tie in with generating leads. Um, because if you can be posting testimonials like once a week or whatever it is, uh, people are going to start reaching out to you. Like people are going to be like, they'll see your page and they'll actually message you and be like, hey, like I can see that you specialize in X, Y, Z. Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do whatever. Like, and that's happened on multiple occasions. And those were the easiest sales that I ever had because like they were already warmed up. They reached out to me. And that was because of the testimonials and the social proof, you know? Yeah, it goes a long way because, you know, that trust mechanism in any type of marketing or sale Um, Because people have either let themselves down with previous programs or maybe, you know, the gym or the personal trainer or the online business didn't deliver what was promised, um, is having a lot of social proof um, is a really simple way to market. I did a course with a guy named um, Sam Ovens. Have you heard of Sam Ovens? I have heard of him. Oh, I don't know too so, much about him, but I've, I've heard the yeah. name. Yeah. So he's a Kiwi fella. He runs like a cool course to how to be a really good business coach. So he was like the biggest in the space a couple of years back. I'm sure he's still making 20, 30 mil a year. But I, I did his course and uh, it was on organic marketing. And all it was was post a testimonial every day. That was it. <laughs> and I was like, crazy simple, um, but really, really works if you can position yourself with the amazing results that you do get. And mate, I guess marketing-wise, because you're traveling around a lot and things like that, um, what, what's kind of been a couple of the ways that has helped you generate, you know, leads and sales for this online business? Yeah, so basically I started out just doing some organic uh, stuff, like when I first started, when, like when I had like literally no clients. Um, and that's how most people start because you're not going to be going and you know, whacking a whole heap of, of, of a budget on, on paid ads if you're just getting started. But um, once I did discover the world of paid ads, I really did prefer paid ads because uh, paid advertising allows you to obviously get a lot more leads a lot faster and you can scale faster um, and you're able to just, you know, throw more fuel on the fire, so to speak. So I've worked with, a, I've invested in also, you know, a few different marketing agencies. I've worked with a few people 
I've learned, I mean, I know how to run ad campaigns myself now as well. I've taken the time to actually pay people to teach me how to do that, not to like a professional level, but to a level where I can put together an effective campaign. Um, but yeah, running paid ads was a big one on Instagram, Facebook primarily. Um, that's been a, a massive way of generating leads for me. Obviously, I won't, you know, go into the nitty gritty of what the ads were or how we did it, but um, but yeah, that that was that. Uh, however, obviously, a lot of the organic methodologies and strategies as well, um, you know, they are they are just as important. And I was saying to you just before, Jimmy, that like before we were kind of neglecting the organic and just doing the paid ads. And because now I've got two virtual assistants that work, uh, you know, with me and help me, uh, I don't want to, I can't be there, you know, sending organic messages all day, every day, or I really don't want to. Um, so I've been able to get the, get the VAs to come in and do that for me. Um, at a pretty good level and you know we're always we're always aiming to improve but what I've found the the sweet spot is making sure you're doing both you know making sure you, you you've got the organic stuff happening um, and you've also you're also running paid ads as well if you can get them both working simultaneously um, you know that that's where you want to be so I mean it's so funny your journey um, was very similar to to mine in the in the gyms is in the gyms, we did a lot of organic, and then we realized what what this paid advertising thing is, and just dropped everything. It was just spending like so freely on ads, and then after a while, we're like, "Look, we probably should have multiple um, lead flows just in case ad accounts get shut down and and things like that." Um, but mate, I've had a look over your ad accounts. I'm very impressed. You are. I think you're underselling yourself a bit. You're like extremely savvy um, on running paid ads. I was I was really impressed when I got a chance to. To have a look over it and i guess the the real benefit of of paid ads are for for any business is it just markets for you 24 7. so you know whilst organic is really important and you've got an amazing team i just sleep easier knowing in my businesses that ads are running so on a sunday if you don't do an organic post or send a message or whatever you're still generating leads and interest within your program which um i think is just a really powerful position to be in as a business owner mm -hmm. And thank you again. Kind, kind words. <laughs> and mate, on the on the sales side of things, so you know, a lot of fitness business owners as a whole like really struggle with sales. And we're talking about bricks and mortar, especially the the online guys um do struggle. You've got a very neat um sales system um where you close over Zoom or you mentioned um sometimes people aren't confident um you know jumping on Zoom, so you'll just give them a call. Um, but you've done a lot of, um, you know, sales training and things like that. Is this, were, were you just like, when you came from the gym um, in Brisbane to just online, were you like pretty good at sales or did you have to constantly, you know, develop and, and work on that? And I guess, what did, did that kind of look like for you? I mean, I, I was, I was pretty good at sales. Um, I'm, I'm good at, you know, what in person, like in the gym, I'd never, I'd never done a, a sales call. I'd never done a, a, you know, I'd never done a Zoom or a phone call and made a sale. Never, not before I started my online program. But you know, in person, when you do a consultation with people, give them a free session, you sign them up for PT, whatever. So, I mean, I, I was good at that, but it was a completely different ball game with like, you know, getting on the phone to somebody and then asking for their credit card details and, and then paying <laughs> you anywhere between eight hundred to fifteen hundred. And that, the first time they'd ever spoken to you, that that was. Um, but I, I guess. I took what I did know and, and um, I, I was selling programs over the phone for probably a year before I did any real sales training. Um, so I was, I was making sales. What I was doing was working. 
Um, however, when I stumbled across like a few different companies out there that were offering some sales training, you know, I, I wanted to get better at it and improve. Um, and, you know, I, I adopted some, some different methodologies that really just, I feel, took my sales process to the next level. And, I, you know, I took what I was doing and I just kind of, I built on that. I changed some things altogether. Um, and, and, yeah, so I do, I do attribute that to, to the sales training that I did. It opened my eyes up to a different way of selling that, that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And I just love how much work you've done on sales. So obviously you've done a, a lot of mentorship programs, which have, they all have sections on sales, but also looking externally at like professional sales companies and organizations and things like that. And I asked Jake a question before on the the kind of three tips he would give people to improve in sales. And your first one was to try to not make it feel like a sale, but more so like a, a conversation. I'm um, just going to explain to the the viewers just a couple of um, you know things behind your your reasoning behind just wanting it to feel like a, a comfortable conversation. Uh, yeah, so basically because you want to try to get away from that sort of old school sleazy car salesman kind of like selling approach where you know you're you're assuming the sale you know like you know do you want the red one or the blue one or you know like whatever it is <laughs> kind of thing and. Um, and, and also like, well, you know, not, not pre-framing the, the call, you know, not making it feel like a, like a doctor's consultation or, or something like that. Just making it feel like a natural flowing conversation because basically, and you know, like this, this is taken from some of the courses that, that I did, but you know, the, the two words sales resistance, essentially, like if, if the prospect feels like it's a sales call, they feel like they're being Get, you know, they're getting the hard sell put down on them or something. That's just going to create resistance from them. And, um, and, and straight away, that's just going to make your life a lot harder than it needs to be. Whereas really, if you just want to make it feel like a natural, normal conversation, like you're chatting with your mate, um, and you're just trying to find out, you know, where they're at, where they want to go, that's not going to elevate that sales resistance. And, and, um, it'll make the process uh, a lot smoother. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Using a lot of um, you've done a bit of NEPQ stuff, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched um, mate. I watched. Uh, are you in that group sales uh, re resistance or what do they call it? Their free group, uh, the Jeremy sales revolution. Monarch. Yeah, man, I was on there on Friday, and uh, and one of their free group calls what popped up, and and Matt Ryder um was like selling someone like it was like I think it was insurance or something like that. And just the way that you can break down the NEPQ script with the different frameworks was like a work of art. I was just like, I was spellbound. It's probably the best live I've ever seen. So look, we're big fans of um, NEPQ and Jeremy Miner and the guys at Sales Sniper. So they've um, got a few courses, guys, that you can you can always Google if you're interested in it. But you also mentioned um, trying to actually solve a problem um on the on the call do you want to kind of explain you know that concept um a little bit about finding the problem and, and seeing if you have a solution rather than just going for the sale yeah so if you if you start to take the mentality that instead of trying to sell something you're just trying to solve a problem um and and that can actually you know transition really well into your into your sales ability and uh and also make it seem less less salesy, less resistance as well, because realistically sales is helping people. So like if the, if the person or the prospect didn't have a problem in the first place, 
there wouldn't really be any reason for them to be on the phone with you. Um, so even if they're not aware of the gravity of their situation, they know that there's some sort of problem there. Um, it's just your job to help them un uncover that and, um, and then basically from there determine whether or not what you do can actually solve that problem. Um, you know, and if you genuinely in your heart feel like you can solve their problem, um, you know, once, once you guys have established the problem, you can then run through the solution to that problem. And um, basically, instead of trying to sell something, you're helping them solve that problem. The, the, the ideal situation would be that if at the start of the call, if you're on opposite sides of the table, by the end of the call, you want to be both on the same side of the table, making a collaborative decision together that this is the solution. That, and the solution would be going ahead and working with you. Mate, I love I love that little analogy as well, because quite often in, you know, sales at the start, there is a little bit of resistance where you feel like you're across from each other. Um, so I love how you kind of piece that together. It was incredible. And, mate, the final one, which is a big bugbear for me, is people not having scripts and processes. And it is so common that people don't use scripts and they don't actually map out a clearly defined sales process, which makes running ads damn near impossible um, so they, they don't know the end outcome and things like that. But why has having scripts and processes been so important for you um, in creating this amazing online business you have today? Well, because uh, because it gives you consistency, you know, um, so and and structure. And I mean, while we're, we're, all, we're all in the fitness space here, like, Consistency and structure is super important for results, right? Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, I feel like it's the same thing with sales. Um, and that doesn't mean that you need to be like reading off a script sounding like a monotone robot because like <laughs> that's, that's not going to work either, you know, but like that's why you practice your script. And I mean, I know my script off by heart. I don't even have to look at it anymore. Like I, I just know it's imprinted in my, in my brain. I've said it that many times, but, um, and, and it's not always the same, but it's the same process, you know? So you have the same process and the same outcomes that you're trying to achieve during the call. And it moves you step by step towards the end goal, which is presenting your solution to them. Um, so without having that script and that process in place, you're kind of just freestyling it and you're just winging it a little bit. So um, I think that find the process that works for you um, and, and just repeat it because... It, you know, if it works, keep doing it kind of thing. You know? And I love that. And the, the reason why I like scripts is I'm really big on having consistent repeatability in a business. So a lot of people will say, I want to have systems, but they don't even have a basic sales script. And, you know, whether you, whether you, you know, get a sale and win that deal or whether you lose it, lose a deal on a sales consult, if you follow the script and the system, you know, you're going to be successful more often than not. And you actually have something that you can improve on. Like if you're getting a certain objection, like a, you know, a partner objection all the time, um, is you're able to add that into your script to kind of overcome it mm -hmm. earlier and things like that, rather than just complaining, oh, I'm having, you know, partner objections when you don't actually have processes and, you know, overcomes earlier within that system. But mate, thank you so much um, for today's episode. I really appreciate it. And I guess, you know, just, just finally, if someone, you know, is working in a, you know, gym at the moment, a bit like you were in, um, in, 
Brisbane and they want to start an online business, what would be, you know, one piece of parting advice um, you would give them to help them be successful with their online business in 2023? Uh, I would say that, like, for me, uh, I had no idea where to start um, because I'd never done that before. So I I, I went out and uh, invested in some some courses and some training, which was specific to what I wanted to do. So um, that would be the, the the first part. Is yeah, if, if you don't if you don't know where to start, get the help that you need, and and then just actually do it. Like take action, just start it. Like even if it's start small, but just just get the guidance and and take action would be my my best advice. I, I agree 100%. Mate, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, I really appreciate it and I hope you have an amazing day. No worries, mate. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the description below, there's a link where you can join our free Facebook group where we produce longer form content and give away valuable resources to help your fitness business grow. There's also six of our best downloaded resources. So go below and check it out now. And guys, we make these episodes for free, free for you. Make sure that you've taken notes and you're ready to take action. And if it added value to your life, to your business, please share it with someone else in the fitness community.